Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, I am super excited today to have my friend and fellow instructional designer, Mike Peacock, here with me. Thank you for joining me, Mike. Ah, thank you. Good to be here. So we met through Learner Palooza, kind of like threw together this Hire Me portfolio review, and it was like really fun and super successful. So that was really awesome that you donated your time and you were helping people out with their portfolios. Oh, it's great. I mean, the fates came together and, and I was put into your, uh, or asked to join your, uh, the, the talk there. And it was awesome. It was great to get to know you and, and get to know everyone involved, especially the ones that were, uh, I guess, brave enough, uh, face their fears to present their portfolio for, uh, so for some feedback, which we both know is a challenging, um, position to be in. Yeah, it can be a little bit nerve wracking. I think that that was Naya and Cheryl, I believe, were the our volunteers, and they both posted about it and said how nervous they were. So <laughs> I'm so happy that they agreed to do that, and I think they did get a lot of. You guys did provide a lot of good feedback for them. So yeah, that was awesome. So through that, I kind of got to know you a little bit and know that you have an audio video uh, production kind of background as well, right? Yes, I do. Uh, I've been doing it, uh, I don't know, 20 years or so, uh, as an audio engineer and video editor, um, in the world of music and, and also video. I do a lot of, uh, post-production fixing of video, um, and adding in sound effects and music and that kind of stuff. So is that something you studied? Like, did you go to school for that or you just kind of fell into it? I kind of fell into it. I went to school originally for psychology and then a buddy of mine played guitar. So I went home and said, mom, I want to be a musician. And she's like, well, you don't play an instrument. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll figure it out. Details. (laughs) Details. Come on. (laughs) So I switched my major and got a double major in music, uh, composition and psychology. So I can write you an opera and know why that you don't like it. Um, Right. (laughs) So it it, it comes in handy. And then as my years in music, I stumbled into, you know, recording in uh, in recording studios and stuff going, Hey, this is really cool. So that's how I kind of fell into it. And this is all dating myself before the age of internet. Uh, so if I wanted to learn something, I had to go and actually do it. Uh, so I was in studios a lot, hanging out with producers and asking a lot of questions and, uh, this, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever mentioned this anywhere, but I went to school for audio production at at Emerson College. So they're like a big film school, but they have this like redheaded stepchild program called the audio radio (laughs) program. So I was in that one, but I thought I was going to go into the music business. But after I graduated, I went to New York and interviewed at a couple different record labels and was just like not feeling it, not feeling the vibe. And it just was like, put me off and yeah, so that my dream of being in the music biz never really panned out. But here I am making a podcast using all those skills that I learned. So that's right. It's exactly. all coming back. It all comes exactly. back. So yeah, that's super cool. That's why when I saw your profile, I was like, oh, another audio guy. I should talk to him. I should definitely talk to him. I'm sure we have much to discuss. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing that I was thought was interesting is that you're kind of in this AR, VR, XR kind of world right now. Yeah. Um, so h- what are you doing there? Because that's also something I'm super interested in. I'm trying to 
learn unity and try to kind of get into it a little bit, but such a big learning curve. So I'm just kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> I know. I figured I figured after Pro Tools, I can do anything, but I was wrong. Um, Unity is, is out there. Man. Uh, how I got into AR was about two years ago. I started with um, a company that I'm with now called Aristocrat Technologies. We are based in uh, Las Vegas, uh, originally in, I guess, uh, Australia-based as well. Uh, but we are a slot machine retail company. We, we make slot machines. Um, and so I got into AR through them. They had someone that did augmented reality, but he wasn't, it wasn't going as far as it should have. And then mm -hmm. he left and no one picked it up. So I said, well, I'll do it. And, uh, so I just dove right into it just like everything else. And, uh, it is, so we've been implementing it into our trainings and stuff. And it's, uh, I think it's been really well. I think the response has been really well with the buy-in from the company and, and the students and there's so, so much. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say how, so I'm just, I know there's applications for how you can use this in like the instructional design world, but like, how is your company, if you're allowed to say it, how are you using this technology? There's a lot of platforms for creating augmented reality. Uh, we use a company called Zapper. Yeah. Um, and it's just user-friendly. Uh, my hero in the AR world is Betty. Uh, so if you ask Betty. Tell her Mike sent you. Uh, Betty Danzowitz, she is awesome. Um, we use it for kind of the uh, for we use it for simulations. Mm -hmm. So um, you would scan the code and it would pop up on your phone. And if anyone doesn't know about augmented reality, it's kind of like a QR code but with so many more dimensions to it. And we would go in and after a a lesson or something, we would zap the code and you would go into a simulation and you would go in and you would kind of like, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing. And, yeah. and that way you can use what you just learned from the manual or from the, uh, from the, from the lesson, uh, into, all right, you know, what's the right answer? What's the wrong answer? And, uh, or what's, what would happen if I do this? And which you, you know, we'd, very sometimes not a good thing to do in the field to do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so we've been using it for that. We use it. We, we started using it as a marketing campaign. So what we did is we have new slot machine cabinets that come out and what we did or what I did is I put a zapper code on a poker chip oh. and what we would do is we would give them out to our customers and on the zapper code would be certain basic instructions of, you know, printer jams. This is what would happen. We would put our marketing campaign on there, a direct link connection to our support team um, and a bunch of other little tidbits in there. But the customers loved them because no one else has ever done it. And yeah. so for every new cabinet, we would do a different color poker chip. So eventually, you know, you start to collect the collect the series. That's amazing. And I did want to back up. I didn't want to um, interrupt Please. you, but yes, I actually seen Betty's um, course on e-learning launch. Um, she has a intro to AR course on there and I started poking around in there and I also saw, found Zapper through that. Yep. And um, that's what really got me interested. So I have been playing around in Zapper and they have Zap Studio, which is, and, and I'm like going on a tangent now, but um they also have, they're releasing this zap box. Have the you zap seen the, box? The, the, I have. The, they're doing the, they're doing a new fundraiser right now through, what is that called? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yep. Kickstarter. Yeah. And they're, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I so really want to get my hands on like 
the developer, they have like a developer bundle. So you can like, that's why I'm like, oh, I need to learn Unity. So anyway, that was a big long tangent. <laughs> but I love the fact that the, the poker chips um, are such a perfect marker because they're round like the zapper yep. codes. And like, I love that. That's so such great integration with like a real world object and, and the code, you know, that's so yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love Zapper. I'm, I'm getting into the studio part of it, but you know, it's, it's like, like writing yes. code. Um, yes. <laughs> I'll master the design part first and then right. I'll yes. wander into the uncharted waters there. Uh, but that's actually how Betty and I met. We met at uh, ATD uh, TK conference last year and I told her about that, and we just kind of hit it off from there. Uh, but yeah, we use them for for that. We use them for in our manuals, um, safety. Uh, we actually well, we put zapper codes inside the our trucks. So if someone doesn't know how to put the diesel and the additive fuel in, they can do a zapper code and know how to do it. Wow! I, I created a zapper code for uh, a map of our building when we used to actually go to buildings. Yeah. And, uh, so you would zap it at this one location, and it would take you to HR. It would take you to the mail room. Uh, it would take you to the training room, and uh, and where the coffee is, of course. And uh, but you could just do it right on your phone for people <gasps> that so cool. are new to the building or didn't know how to get around. Would just zap the code, and then they would know where to go. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. You're making my brain explode with all the possibilities. <laughs> but it, so it sounds like now your company sort of has like that is starting to develop that culture of like looking for the zapper code or like looking for uh, maybe there's some augmented reality help desk, basically, it sounds like that they can look for. Um, that's so cool. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it is buy-in. Um, it took a while for us to do it within our training classes, within the onboarding that we use these things called Zapper. So zap it. And, you know, and, and so then we would show them where they are around the, around the building when we, again, used to go to buildings. And just more of the information. We're working on a couple, couple things um, with, with Zapper codes and uh, more interactive type stuff. But once they're aware of it, just like, you know, QR codes, um, they're, they're not afraid to zap them. They're not afraid to download another app. I mean, we all have hundreds of apps anyway. And, but it's been, it's been pretty interesting. So the, the cool thing about Zapper is that they have made it free. Like the app is free. Yes. The little codes are not expensive. I think you get five five for free, and then it's like a certain cost after that. Yeah, that's um, and that's how I started it. Uh, I knew I, before I even knew we even had an account with it. Is I would you know sign up, do the five free. I think you can buy another something for like ten dollars or something. Or it wasn't not expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, the app itself is free, and now they have a web version of the app, so you can actually just use uh, your internet browser. Um, oh. to, to zap the code. You don't need to actually download the app. So on one of my uh, documents, I have a QR code and then a zapper code. So you scan the QR code on your phone, and then that opens up the URL to zap the zapper code. Oh, So it's just scan and zap. Yeah, they're probably trying to overcome that one, that one little hurdle of getting people to download the app to yep. use it. Yeah, so that's pretty smart. Um, are there outside of Zapper, are there any other sort of technologies or anything that you're looking at or is it mostly just Zapper right now? It is Zapper. Um, I really like the new Captivate, uh, 2019 because you can actually do 360 pictures. 
and oh, put yeah. interacti- interactivity into 360 pictures. You can do that in Zapper, but you have to write the code for it. Um, and it's not that bad. There's a template and you can follow along. It's only 27 steps. Um, but it's, I mean, uh, it's, it's not that bad. Um, but yeah, I'm really getting into, uh, trying to use the captivate for the 360 because we do a lot of 360, uh, with some of our cabinets. We'll put a 360 picture in it and then put hotspots and then you can go and, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? And so it's like a deeper dive into, uh, in each of the hotspots. And so that would be, that's like an internal thing, right? It's for people who are working on the cabinets or? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we can do one for marketing. We are doing a scavenger hunt one in our, uh, we're working, we have the, we have a storyboard one for a, a scavenger hunt in our mock casino that we have uh, on all the different cabinets and I'm going to play the dealer. And so you'd scan me and I would talk and stuff and then it goes off to the different cabinets and and uh, different experiences, different player tracking. So it, it basically covers all of our products all in one little scavenger hunt around our showroom. That's fun. That's yeah, it, really fun. And yeah, because that kind of integrates like the sort of gaming um, part of, you know, augmented reality. Mm. Like for instance, like the first time I experienced it, or I'm sure a lot of people experienced it is when Pokemon Go came out. Right, right. Like, and that was just like, just blew my mind, but you know, you could definitely kind of implement that. Um, oh yeah. I mean, even, even that in the, you know, people don't even know they're doing augmented reality when they try to put a chair in a corner of their room go, to see what it looks like. I'm like, that's augmented reality. Yeah. Like I think Ikea has an app Ikea like that. Had that yeah. yeah. Or, um, I've seen like beauty companies, they yep. do the like, uh, face tracking. So you can like put makeup, try out different shades of lipstick and like, eyeshadow. I don't wear makeup. So that's, I'm clearly not their target <laughs> customer, <laughs> but, or, or clothing you can try yep. on different outfits. So that's all AR. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And to bring that into the instructional design world, there's so many, I, I have a philosophy. It's, it's called a uh, focus on the art of the possibility. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that, you know, during this conversation, you, the listener out there is sparking like, Ooh, I'd like to try that. We'll go with it. You know, you and I are here for questions. Betty's here for questions to help make it possible. But just go with it. And, you know, just if you can think it, it can be done. Yeah. It might take a little bit of, uh, you (laughs) know, putzing around and coding, learning a new coding language. (laughs) But, you know, if if there's a will, there's a way. We all need unity in our life. Uh. (laughs) Right. I had, um, as part of an interview process, actually – you know, a company asked me to come up with a creative solution to a learning challenge. Mm. And the challenge was um, people weren't making bad hiring decisions. So like, how can we train hiring managers to get through this interview process better? Because they were messing it up. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I had just heard about Zapper and the Zap code. So I was like, what if we give um, these hiring managers three um, fake resumes of these potential job candidates and each, each resume has the zap code on it. And so when you zap, when you scan the resume, it's going to give you an interaction with this hypothetical candidate, like you were saying before, and then they can go through a scenario of now you're interviewing this candidate, you have their resume in front of you, you know, so you're, you can kind of talk with them. And so I pitched that and they, they loved it and they, and they, they wanted me to come join them. So, so I was like, (laughs) yes, it paid off. It's like, you know, 30 minutes of research and kind of just thinking about the possibilities. I didn't have to actually create it yet, yet. but, um, 
just thinking about the possibilities is very exciting. That's so. awesome. That's a great idea. And I think uh, taking that the next step, uh, you know, putting a Zapra code on your resume to show your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a Zapra code for my business card yeah. uh, and, and that kind of stuff. I think that scenario where they would zap it and do an interaction, I think that's wonderful, genius. And, and I bet their expressions were like, okay, that's awesome. I don't know how that would happen, but okay, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that, well, the other thing I wanted to let people know is those zap codes, when you, when you open up the interaction, it's very similar to storyline. You can set yes. it up with scenes. Yep. And so you can link, you know, you can make a branch scenario depending on a person's response. So you can go, if they did, if they answered the question wrong, they get a bad response from this job candidate. And if they did it yep. right, they get a happy response. So, so yeah. So when I actually got in there playing around, I was like, oh, this is very similar to storyline. So it was a lot less um, intimidating when I right. really got in there and started playing around. So. Right. No, absolutely. It has the same feel as storyline and and labeling all your scenes and your assets that you put in and what it's going to do. And and, uh, so it can be really fun to to build those layers in. So I I guess, you know, we're thinking about the possibilities. Like, what do you think in the next couple of, it's hard to predict really, but what do you think in the next um, couple of years? Like if, if you could do something super cool, you know, how, how do you see this being or playing out maybe in the next couple of years? You know, I don't know. I think I would like to see it used more in instructional design. Um, I've been playing around with interactive uh, PDFs uh, a lot and designing digital and physical interactive pieces of paper. Um, I always, I always say my papers, my, my documents are loud and can order cupcakes. (laughs) <laughs> um, so hope, hope maybe, an, maybe a further discussion. Um, but as the future, I mean, I, I, people are saying VR, um, you know, I understand VR, I get the awesomeness of VR and people are focused with the glasses or, um, but I think we got to scale that back just for cost. Um, so somewhere in the augmented w- world, but maybe, I don't know. Cheaper glasses. I I don't know. Um, I bought a I bought a pair of VR glasses that actually s- snap onto my uh, phone, mm-hmm. and so I can just look at VR without putting it up to my face, without hooking into a a unit or something like that. So maybe something on that line where we're still using our phones and we can attach something to them. Yeah, that that actually is the the Kickstarter that's going on right now for Zapboxes. Right. They've de- they've developed the the headset, and then your phone plugs into it, yep. and then they have like these little controllers that you can hold in your hands to manipulate objects. So, yeah, and they're pretty cheap. I mean, the the price point I think that they're going to sell them for, or maybe this is just the Kickstarter price, but um, it's like forty bucks for the headset. But if you if you buy bulk. If like a company wants to use this, you know, if a company wanted to use this um, as training and they bought like 10 at a time or whatever, oh, I'm right. sure it would be cheaper. But I thought that that's a pretty reasonable price for um, for the, the potential benefits of, of using that technology. Yeah, it was a great headset and, and specifically the, uh, the the handheld joysticks, I guess. So you yeah. can actually create movement and stuff. It's not just your head moving, but you can actually interact with it. So I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I I got one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. Uh, I want to see yeah. what this thing does. 
<laughs> well, like I said, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to give my little uh, donation to the campaign just so I can get, just so I can get my hands on it and, and get the developer, um, the unity plugins and try to work with it. We'll see how far right. I get. We'll see. <laughs> but the, the interactive PDF stuff sounds very interesting. So yeah, maybe we'll have to do a part two of this conversation um, and get more into that. Cause I've never even really heard of that. Well, absolutely. I would love to. Uh, well, thank you again so much, Mike, for stopping by, sharing a little bit of your morning with me and talking about some cool new technologies. No, well, thank you for having me having me on board. If listeners do have questions, you, you mentioned they can contact me and Betty and you. Probably you and Betty probably know a lot more than I do at this <laughs> point. But uh, where can um, listeners connect with you? Uh, they can look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Mike Peacock, uh, the Aristocrat Technologies. Okay. And do you have any other like portfolio or any other website that people can look at? Or we're working on that. Oh, okay, it's a yeah. work in progress. It's a work it. in progress. Got it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too.